One of the most often neglected aspects of sermon preparation is perhaps one of the most important parts. And this gets ignored, especially once you get more experience as a pastor, you feel less and less of a need to do this, but it is a very vital step. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about what it is and why it's so important. And this is episode 38 of the Preaching Donkey podcast, and we're going through my sermon prep checklist. If you go to preachingdonkey.com slash checklist, you can pick it up for yourself. But there are 10 steps on the checklist, and today is number six. We've already gone through five, so you can go back through and watch or listen to those episodes and catch yourself up. I'm so happy that you're listening today or watching here on YouTube or listening on one of the many podcast providers, wherever you listen. So glad to have you as a part of the show today. And we are, like I said, getting into number six. Let me review. Number one is determine your topic, title, and hook. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Number two was dig into scripture. This is to really look into the text realize what it's saying, what it means, and how it applies. So vital, such a vital part of the process. Number three, we talked about outlining the sermon. What's the bottom line? What are the points? Number four, we talked about building out the content. So we have the points, we have the bottom line. And in this step, what we're trying to do is figure out how are we going to build out the content? What are we going to do to teach, illustrate, and apply each point? Number five, this was last week, we talked about running it by your preaching team. So what feedback does the team have at this point in the process? And if you don't have a team, I talked about how to get a team and how to basically invite feedback about the sermon before and after you preach it. Now, today is number six. And like I said, this is often rejected or often overlooked or often just seen as something that only newbies do. But I'm going to make a case today for not only why you should do it, but the specific way how you should do this for the best results. And that is, if you've seen the title of this episode, you know what I'm saying. It is rehearsing the sermon. Now, I want to point out a couple of things before we get into this. First of all, I am not suggesting that you memorize and rehearse this like you're spouting lines in a play. That's not the idea. I've heard Kerry Newhoff say not to memorize your message, but to understand it. I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I've heard Craig Rochelle say something similar where he talked about don't memorize your sermon, but internalize it. So when we rehearse, we're not trying to memorize lines, we're trying to understand the message that we've written, and we are trying to make sure that it's been internalized so that when we get up to preach, it's not something that is foreign to us, it's not something that we don't quite understand or don't quite grasp, it's in us and we fully grasp every part of it. Now with that said, I wanna talk really quickly about why rehearsing is important for anybody at any level. And there's really two main reasons why. One has to do with the uniqueness of every message and the other has to do with time. Let me start with uniqueness. Every message is unique. And even if you've been preaching for a long time and you've got a lot of truth in you, you've got a lot of concepts in you, you've got a lot of knowledge in you to pull from when you're preaching, which is very common and it's awesome, Every message is unique, which means that these words in this order and said in this way are going to be a unique sermon that's its own animal. It's its own 
product. I think the best time to do that is during your preparation, not in front of your church. Because you're gonna find things that don't transition quite the way you thought they would. You're gonna find that when you go from a point to an idea, back to the scripture, to an illustration, that a lot of things in a sermon get lost in transition. Because when you're going from one idea to the next, sometimes on paper it looks fine, but when you actually speak it, it's a little bit clunky. So my argument is why not smooth out some of that clunkiness and work out some of those transitions and learn and understand the uniqueness of this message in preparation, not game time, not when you're delivering the sermon. So when it comes to the uniqueness of the message, I think that that alone is a compelling argument enough to at least talk through the message ahead of time. The second reason just has to do with time. In most cases, you have a time frame that you're trying to stick to, whether it's 30 minutes, 35, 40, maybe 15 or 20 if you're in a more liturgical setting, maybe 50 or 60 if you're in a more reformed setting. But most of us are gonna land somewhere in that 30 to 40 minute range. You start to lose the attention of people if you go too much longer than your allotted time frame, and it might mess things up logistically, especially if you have multiple services. So timing is an important thing. And sometimes if you just put story about how I met my wife on your notes, well, if you don't rehearse telling that story and at least the kind of major points that you're going to do and how that story is going to flow, sometimes those stories that we think are two or three minutes end up being seven or eight or 10. And that can affect time. By rehearsing, you're able to understand how long everything's going to take and either take things out or add things in. You also get to kind of hear yourself say these words and make sure that they make sense to you. Again, if they don't make sense to you and you don't understand the message fully, it's gonna be very difficult to convey it. Now the question is, how do you rehearse? It's actually quite simple. I like to do it in the room that I'm going to speak in if that's possible. If it's not, it's totally fine. But if I can do it in the room that I'm gonna speak in, that's even better. That way you kind of get a feel for what it's gonna be like. This is especially true if you don't preach every week. But either way, even if it's in your office, it's totally fine to do it. The point is you wanna say these words out loud so that you can hear what they sound like. I highly suggest recording the message. This is because you're gonna get an accurate understanding of how long it was. I use this every sermon because once I get my sermon to a point that it's ready for prime time, I go ahead and record it so that Sunday morning I wake up and I actually listen to myself preach the message in the recording and that helps me to internalize it even more. This Sunday I'm preaching on 1 Peter 2 talking about suffering and later today I will rehearse the message and then it'll be ready for me to listen to on Sunday morning. When you do rehearse, whether it's in your office or the room that you're gonna preach it in, make sure it's somewhere that you can actually be expressive without feeling awkward or weird about it. It's important to rehearse in a way that's gonna sound and look and feel the most like it will on Sunday morning. This is really, really helpful because it gives you an accurate understanding of what it's gonna sound like, what it's gonna feel like to say it, if you're passionate about the message and what needs to be changed. So when you listen back through the recording, listen for any inconsistencies or anything that is off or anything that needs to be changed. The beauty of this method is this all gets done before Sunday morning. I know a lot of pastors that preach multiple services 
We'll joke about how, you know, the nine o'clock on Sunday, that's the dress rehearsal. And it bothered me because I felt like those people at the first service deserve just as good of an experience, just as powerful, just as moving of a sermon as the people that go to the later services. So why are we treating the first service like it's a dress rehearsal? I would much rather do the dress rehearsal during my preparation so that I know exactly what to expect. So try that this week. When you get to this point in the sermon prep process, go ahead and rehearse the message, record it on your phone, and listen back through it for things that need to change. I think if you've never done this, you're going to really appreciate how much it helps you internalize and understand your message. No matter where you're listening or watching, be sure to subscribe. Leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a rating or review wherever you're listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.